Confused by finances, investing, estate and retirement planning? Well, we went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and with Kathy and Norma. Finances and bankruptcy. We went to school so you don't have to. I'm Norma and I'm here with Kathy. Today we wanted to talk about bankruptcy, what it is, when to consider it, and what your options are. Bankruptcy is a very serious financial decision. You want to contemplate this decision, actually. If you owe more than 50% of your annual income, and there's no way you can possibly pay it off within, let's say, five years or so. If this is the case, then bankruptcy might be a good option for you. Now, when you're considering bankruptcy, you're likely receiving a lot of calls from debt collectors. You're probably really behind on bills. You may be in danger of losing your home. You're using loans to pay off your bills, maybe a payday loan or, or something of that nature, just some private loans with some really high interest rates. And you're probably liquidating or con- seriously contemplating liquidating your retirement assets. So these are really the times where you're really thinking about, you know, maybe you want to, quote unquote, wipe these debts clean. But there are a lot of repercussions to doing this. And therefore, you really want to take your time to really consider your options. So one of the things to think about is, is it going to take me more than five years to pay off, say, my medical or credit card debt that I have? Before you go to bankruptcy, though, you're going to want to consider some kind of a debt consolidation first, where you're contacting an organization that will help you put all the amount that you own into a single loan with a conceivably lower interest rate so that you're not having to go to bankruptcy because even though your debt is wiped free, there's lots of other consequences there. And so you want to try to avoid it. First thing is bankruptcy is not free. However, if that's something that you cannot do, you can contact the American Bar Association online at .org and see if you qualify for free help. So it's something that you're going to want to make sure that you can find the money to pay for it. Not all debt, though, goes into bankruptcy. Some debt that does not get considered when you're filing for bankruptcy is child support, alimony, personal injury debt you might owe, or government debt like taxes, court fees, government fines. All of those things are not rolled into bankruptcy. And so you will still be responsible for those things. Currently, that also includes student loans do not get rolled into bankruptcy, although that is an action that Congress is looking to change. So with student loans, while generally you can't have your student loan discharged and by discharge, we mean it gets put in your bankruptcy and then the debt goes away is really another way to explain the word discharge. Student loans generally can't be discharged, but there is a there is kind of, a you know, sort of loophole. And again, this all needs to be you know reviewed by a judge and it's not always going to be the case. But if you can prove undue hardship, which means that you're not going to be able to live If you've got to pay these student loans based on your current income and your current expenses, also your financial situation probably won't change during the terms of your loan. And you've really tried to repay the loan. And again, this doesn't mean this is just based on your say so. This will definitely be reviewed by a judge and determined at that time. So you've probably heard a lot of um, different names like Chapter 11 or Chapter 7, those kinds of things. Those are different kinds of bankruptcies. There's actually many different types. Chapter 11 is specifically for businesses. So sometimes, you know, you hear a big ad going out of business, Chapter 11. Chapter 7 is what I'm going to be talking about today. And that is for individuals. And that's when you have very few assets means that you're going to have a lot of unsecured debt, again, like medical bills or credit card bills that you just cannot get up to date on or be able to pay back. First thing they're going to ask you to do, though, before you be able to file for bankruptcy is if you have a second home, you're going to have to sell it. If you have stocks 
or bonds that are yours, not part of your retirement account, but outside of your retirement account, you'll need to sell those as well. However, you will not need to sell your household items, your clothing. If you have specific tools for your job, so if you're a laborer of some kind and you need certain tools, you'll be able to keep those. And if you have a personal vehicle, as long as it's not considered an extravagant personal vehicle, you'll be allowed to keep that as well without having to be sold to go towards your debt. And then, as I said before, your retirement accounts will not need to be closed out. There is something called a chapter 13, though, just to be aware. And that's when the amount of money that you earn even though you don't have enough money to pay your debt, the amount of earning money that you earn each month is so great that they're going to ask you to come out with a workable payment. So it's still part of a bankruptcy, but you're going to actually come up with sort of a payment plan for those. But in chapter 13, you do not need to sell your second home, your stocks or bonds. Most people, when we're talking about bankruptcy, though, we are talking about chapter seven. So once you've done everything that Kathy just talked about, what happens next? Well, you're going to fill out some bankruptcy forms. And let me just kind of preface this by saying in order to file bankruptcy, but you're not going to necessarily need a lawyer to file for bankruptcy, although you definitely want to talk to one, maybe to just understand the process, just to not rely solely on the websites and, you know, internet information. But again, you you can do it on your own. You don't have to use a lawyer. We do recommend maybe consulting with one. So after you've done everything Kathy just talked about, which is, again, determining your property exemptions, analyzing your debt you're going to have to fill out some bankruptcy forms. Now, you probably should consult with a lawyer. You don't necessarily need a lawyer to file for bankruptcy, but we definitely strongly recommend you consult with one. And it will probably release a lot of the burden if you just go through a lawyer and have them, you know, do everything that needs to be done so you don't miss any steps. So you're going to fill out some bankruptcy forms. Apparently there's quite a bit. You're going to put everything that you owe. You're going to list everything out. They're going to make you take what's called a credit counseling course. And this is something that's done before you file for bankruptcy. And it just counsels you on on credit, (laughs) just as the, the term states. Then you're going to file those forms. And that's called filing your petition. So now this goes to the court, you're going to pay a a filing fee or you you can request a fee waiver. So it depends on your whether you fall within 150 percent of the federal poverty guidelines or less. Then you're going to submit those documents. There's going to be another meeting. You can file an objection depending on if a creditor comes back and, and has an issue with something that, you know, with what you filed. And then after that, you're going to complete what they call a debtor education course. And after that is your discharge. So this is about a 14-ish step process that you're going to have to go through in order to be able to file and have your bankruptcy discharged. Something seriously, you know, that you really want to make sure that you've considered this as your best option. So one of the people that you'll be introduced to is a trustee who's going to be appointed to sell those items listed. They will also search for any fraud that you might have committed, and they're also going to collect any assets that they can from you. So again, this is not a, hey, I'll fill this out and then I'll be, you know, not have to pay any of these people back. There's, it's a whole process is involved. And be aware that you can be denied if you hide any of your property, if you destroy any of your financial records. If you make false statements about what you earned or what you owe, if you can't account for some property that you've lost all of a sudden, or you fail to go to that credit counseling class that Norma mentioned, those are all things that would make it so that you could not apply for bankruptcy. In addition, 
If you've ever failed to state that you have been in bankruptcy before, or if you have had bankruptcy chapter seven within the last eight years or chapter 13 within the last six years. So these are all things that you need to know ahead of time before filing for bankruptcy. Kathy just mentioned fraud. One of the things that they kind of assume is fraud is if you've used your credit card excessively within the last 90 days. So you definitely want to avoid doing that because again, it'll it'll just look bad. (laughs) You don't want to do that. And the process that I explained earlier, I just want to point out, it takes somewhere between three to six months, depending on your personal situation. Yeah. Ultimately, a judge is going to decide your fate. You're going to file and then they're going to decide whether or not you meet that. And it usually takes about four months after you've submitted everything. But be aware, if you're waiting till the last possible moment to file, you still have that four months of making your car payments, of making your home payments, of paying for food. So you don't want to wait till the last minute if bankruptcy is all you can do because you're going to have to make those other payments. And as Norma said, you don't want to start using your credit card because that looks suspicious knowing that you're going to file for bankruptcy if you are making other purchases. It is possible that only one spouse can file for bankruptcy. If you have things only in your name, you could possibly file for bankruptcy on your own. Maybe this is true of a new relationship. And so one person is in debt, they could file for bankruptcy and then the other, the other spouse would not have to. Not a suggestion, but it is a possibility. So what happens next? First of all, just so you know, you get to keep about 75% of the cash attributable to your wages and up to about $1,000 per person filing. So as Kathy mentioned, if you file as, you know, you can file as a couple, you can file on your own. It'll be $1,000 per person. That's it. Your bankruptcy will reflect on your credit reports for about 10 years. And now collection will stay on those reports for about seven years after delinquency. So again, while chapter seven takes away the debt, it doesn't wipe your credit report clean. So now what should you do once you filed for bankruptcy? It's gotten discharged. Let's say you want to make your on-time payments to your credit, you know, to any other debt that you might have, whether that be your, your electric bill or whatever utilities you might have. You should create a budget at this point. So you've wiped the slate clean. Now you want to make sure that you're kind of flying straight going forward. So you want to stay on top of your finances at that point. You want to start to build an emergency fund. You can also get what's called a secured loan or secured credit card, which is basically you've put the money up up front and then you use that. It goes on your credit report and you use it as kind of like your own credit line, but it reflects on your credit report. So if you've made on-time payments with your secured credit card, this again helps you build your credit and helps you increase your score. You can also have, um, you can also co-sign on a loan or a credit card or become an authorized user on another person's credit card who's a responsible payer. So these are the things that you can, you know, start to do in order to just get yourself on track after you've filed for bankruptcy. Once you've had that discharge, it's called an automatic stay where no longer can any of the people who have been bothering you for money, they cannot call you, text, email, they cannot repossess any collateral, they cannot foreclose on your home, and they cannot place a lien on your property. So once that's been signed, immediately those things go into effect. So the items that you're allowed to keep are safe for you to keep. The reality is though, whatever got you into this situation where you had to file for bankruptcy, hasn't gone away. So whatever things that took you to this place, whether it was not having a budget, whether it was not making good spending choices, 
Bankruptcy is not a cure for those things. And you might want to seriously consider getting some financial therapy to talk about about the financial choices you have been making in the past, because even attending um, debt management classes, that's a wonderful start. But you need to really be introspective and look at why am I making the choices that I have? Why am I making the choices that I've made in the past? So I just want to say that we've, you know, this is current information that we've pulled up. Um, we use a lot of resources. I know personally, I used Nerd Wallet, Magnify Money. U.S. News and World Report, and also nolo.com. These are all helpful resources if you need additional information on filing for bankruptcy and trying to figure out whether you want to file for bankruptcy. There's a real danger that when you're in that mode of needing help, that you end up on a website that's not actually going to be helpful to you or is going to charge you for these services. So just make sure that you are being very careful. You should not have to give a credit card for anything getting help with your debt. So until you have to pay a lawyer, okay, so I'll take that back. But you don't want to, you don't want to enter the anything on uh, online because that's not part of this process. So just be careful of that. Thanks for listening to finances and bankruptcy. We know you chose to listen today. We're grateful. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it. It means a lot. Please let us know what you think on Facebook or Twitter by going to our website at financesand.net. Finances And does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professionals for advice on your specific situation. Remember, we went to school, so you don't have to.